As we embark on Parshas Lech Lecha, the story of Avram Avinu, a basic question comes up. How did Avram Avinu relate to his family who he was leaving behind? How did Avram Avinu relate to Tarach, whose values he was castigating? This is an oh-so-relevant question whether to the Geirim amongst us, to the Balichuva amongst us, when you find your own path, your own, your own path, Likdusha, well, how do you relate to your parents? And really all of us, including the from, from birth amongst us, as you find your own unique path and you identify yourself in marked contrast to your parents and your family, how do you relate to them? Is there an abandonment is there a mutual respect which is maintained despite the differences? This is a key, key question, and one for which we ought to find a modeling example in the very first of the Geirim, Tchilo Legeirim, Avramavin. So, the conventional understanding would have it, Avram literally left behind his family. There was a severing of relationship. A zeitmir gesund. And Avram Avinu functionally had nothing to do with Tarach, but not only functionally, in his mind, he did not hold up Tarach's example. As any example of inspiration, he did not feel any sort of emotional kinship with Tarach. That is most people's black and white impression of Lech Lecha Goodbye, family. My destiny, Kal Yisrael, has nothing to do with you guys. However, I would like to differ and believe that it's more subtle than that. While Avram Avinu is embarking on his own destiny and one which requires an independence... Tarach is never castigated. Tarach is never thrown on the ash bin of the Yiddish Masorah of Jewish history. Think of even the expression we use in the Haggadah. Our forefathers were originally idolaters. Negative and castigating as it might seem. We refer to Tarach as our father. Why do we call him our father if Avram Avinu is the beginning? And A ger is considered reborn. There is no connection to the ancestors before. And of course the answer is going to be The Chazal says that a ger is like reborn. Like means he's not actually reborn. We never really leave our past. Our past is formative in terms of who we are. And every Ger and every Balchuv and really all of us as we move on. Even when we look to our ancestors through a spectacle of singing perfection, they're still our father. They're still formative. Even when we see them as of the Avodazara, they're still Avoseno, which more than simply an identification title, I believe comes with some sort of concept of a recognition. A recognition that was a hashkach I was born into this family. And kochus which I have come from them. They are actually part of my Mesorah. I might just have to utilize that which they imbued me with in my 
way. And let's trace this in the Chumash itself, how Terach remains, in some way, a stakeholder of the Mesorah. Well, at the end of Parshas Noach, there is a genealogical tree, Ela told Hoshem, from Shem all the way down to Avram Avinu. And quickly, in rapid pace, the Torah goes from generation to generation because it is really not fixated on any of these intervening generations seemingly until it reaches Avram Avinu. But you will notice something interesting. When it comes to Terach, it does not simply state Nachar gave birth to Terach who gave birth to Avram. But it introduces Terach with the phraseology Eila Toldos Terach. These are the generations of Terach. Which it did not say previously regarding the intervening generations between shame and Terach. These are the generations of Terach seems to be dramatizing a drumbeat of sorts. The Terach is a patriarch of sorts. Eila Toldos Terach. Furthermore, the Chumash here discusses all of Tarach's descendants, not only Avram. It discusses Haran, who died in his father's lifetime. It discusses Nachar, who married a woman named Milka. Notice how it is discussing all the Toldos Tarach, all the generations of Tarach, implying that Tarach leaves a footprint on Jewish history, and therefore all of his children are really part of the picture. As with any patriarch, in the formation of Klal Yisrael, that all of their children somehow figure into the picture. And the truth is, the more we think about it, the more it becomes apparent, indeed, not only Avram, but his siblings, Nachar and Haran, are part of the picture. Because the Imos all descend from Nachar and Haran. We have Sarah, who's a daughter of Haran. We have Rivka, Rachel, Leah, who are all descendants of Nachar, as we trace the Nachar family, though, that is far more than a genealogical coincidence. But rather, it's bringing out that all the three children of Terach, Avram, Nachar, and Haran, are all ancestors of Klal Yisrael, because this whole family, the whole family tree of Terach, are all part of the picture, because Terach is in a meaningful character. He is a patriarch of sorts. In fact... There's an often times overlooked Pasuk at the end of Parshas Noach, where it speaks about Avram and Terach and Orkastan. And it says, Vayikach Terach as Avram beno, and so forth. Vayitzu itame Orkastan lelechas artsa kanan vayavoat charon. It speaks about Terach leading his family from Orkastan towards Eretz Canaan. Unfortunately, they only make it as far as Charon. But what a coincidence, in quotes, that Terach was eyeing Eretz Yisrael, the subsequent journey which Avram will take in Lach Lecha, traveling from Mesopotamia to Eretz Yisrael. That journey, which more than a geographical journey, symbolizes his spiritual journey and his embrace of Hashem, was actually embarked on by Terach. Terach took his family and sought to travel to Eretz Yisrael. Far more than simply a travel destination. He wanted to travel to Eretz Canaan, but simply never reached Eretz Canaan. 
there must be a symbolism here, a meaning here, that in his mind's eye, Terach was dreaming of Eretz Yisrael, which I say on a deeper level means he was dreaming of everything which Avram became. He was dreaming of Yiddish Masora. He was dreaming of bringing meaning into the world. He never quite got there. He only got as far as Haran, which symbolizes Terach ultimately can't do this. Tarach is not the finished product of an Avram, actually a viable Av, a viable monotheist, a viable Valchaser, an actual first Av, but he is a looser, conceptual Av, who actually starts the process going. He brings the family from Orkastim to Haran, and hence one step closer to Eretz Yisrael, because he actually does have what to offer. And the significance for Avram is, as much as the Parshas Lech Lecha, he's parting ways. He's moving on. Well, don't forget about Terach. Your journey, geographical journey to Eretz Yisrael, but deeper your spiritual journey, has its catalyst in the Terach journey, which, which is a message to all of us, whether Garibald, Truva, or any of us, as we embark on a personal path of Avoda. The inception of your journey, well, it was sparked by your parents. They might have not gotten as far as you, but appreciate that you are only here because of them. And in some sense, they are the Av of everything which you became. Yes, you have your own path, and you must differentiate. I am not doing what they're doing. They're Ovdi Avodazara. I might even have to sever contact at times and travel yonder. But realize, give them their due. And many of your attitudes and your tunas hanefesh and self-identification actually comes from them. Even if you are using those kohos, those skills differently than them. And perhaps this is represented again in the Avram and Tarach story by the fact that even in a tense, difficult moment in the Avram and Tarach relationship. And that is when we're taught in the Medrash Asayda by Rashi that Tarach actually turned in his son Avram. When Avram broke the idols in Tarach's idol shop, Tarach squealed on him to Nimrod. Tarach actually brought him, brought him into Nimrod to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Now, on a simplistic level, we see this through castigating lenses towards Tarach. How terrible, <laughs> With a father like that, right? Who needs a caregiver, right? Well, hold on here. You notice Tarach in, is, from his perspective, imperfect and troubled as it might be. He is standing up for a value. He's standing up for his allegiance to Zara to the extent that he's willing to sacrifice a son. The willingness to sacrifice a son for a principle... Well, that is so evocative of what later Avram himself does when he sacrifices Yitzchak for the greatest principle, Hashem. It might be true that Terach's principle is a different principle, is a corrupt principle, is Avodazara, is his gods. But do you not notice the unmistakable coincidence that Avram's celebrated behavior, well, figures into the Terach story as well. It's impossible to write this off as mere coincidence. I believe Avram learned from Tarach a willingness to sacrifice for principle and even to sacrifice one owns 
one most cherished relationship and sons. Tarach never quite gets it. He remains in Haran geographically. He remains in Haran spiritually. He's still worshipping idols. He never completely is Ovid Hashem, at least until the very end, the moment of death, according to Chazal, when Tarach might have done Shuvah, which again, is Machazak and validates our theory that Tarach is a stakeholder in the Mesorah of Kal Yisrael. But the point is, taking together all the interesting textual clues which we have amassed in our compelling case here, Tarach is an under-acknowledged figure in Kal Yisrael. He leaves a footprint in the Mesorah in Kal Yisrael. And what he teaches us is, all of us in our Lech Lechaz, when we blaze our own individual path and we have a healthy sense of severing the umbilical cord. This is me. This is my own destiny. Yes. But the Chumash is so stressing in the most dramatic of ways that even the Mitchilo of the Avedazaro even the Tarach has a place here is making market contributions in terms of who the child is, both who Avram is, and really all the branches of his family tree, be them even Haran and Nachar, are making an impact here, are producing Saras and Rivkas and Rachel and Leas. Because Tarach in, the tota- in his totality and the totality of his progeny has what to offer. All of us, our parents, imperfect as they may be, have what to offer. Whether we like it or not, they are the ingredients who make up who we are. So many of us dislike aspects of our parents. And then come to see, believe it or not, we are very similar to our parents, including in ways that we might not be happy with. But there's Ashkacha. We're born to the parents who we are. They define who we are. And I think we have a compelling model in this richer, deeper study of Avram's family, his relationship to Terach. Of the rift, of the balance, the the harmony between lechlecha, blazing a personal path, and yet at the same time realizing and appreciating the contributions of our parents and our family.